morning and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with science advisor Matt Moniz and psychic medium Stephanie Burke is back, but she had to step out of the studio for a few seconds. She'll be back. She's coughing. She's a little under the weather still. So, you know, if she's going to have a coughing attack. We're going to send her out and have her do it out there because, we, you know, we want to make sure that we keep all the equipment germ-free. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we are here to talk about the paranormal as we are each and every Saturday night. Happy New Year out there to everybody. Uh, we made it through the holidays. We made it through 2020. And uh, tonight we're going to be taking a look at, you know, we've done this a couple times over the years. It's not like it's not an annual tradition or anything, uh, mainly because it can get repetitive. But tonight we're going to be talking about paranormal predictions for 2021, things that we think are going to happen <laughs> in the paranormal world in 2021. And when we've done this in the past, I think we've done it a couple of times. I don't think we've, uh, you know, not even with the kind of frequency to say, you know, every other year or every three years, it's uh, it's hard. It's, it's weird to say that because we've been around forever now. Uh, but the, you know, we've done it a few times and a few times that we have done it. It's been a lot of similar predictions. It's been a lot of the, the same kind of ideas because uh, everything that we want to see happen in the paranormal world never happens. So <laughs> that's why that's part of the problem is that we, you know, we look at it from a perspective of here's what should take place and we put it out there into the world and it doesn't happen. And what's up with that, Stephanie? I thought things are supposed to man things are supposed to happen. They're supposed to manifest when we put them out there in the universe. Uh, no, it depends on how you manifest it because it's a very specific way to manifest. It also helps when you have somebody that might have some insight doing the predictions rather than just random talk. So you're saying that just a bunch of people BSing on a radio show isn't enough? Right. To put, so if like we say we want people to stop faking things, that's, people are going to stop faking things in 2021. No. You're saying that our, our little radio show isn't enough to make that happen. Right, and you also can't control people's free will too. Well... I mean, I can. Uh, I mean, there's ways. However, I don't and, suggest and, them can, to the general yeah, public. I can control their free will, all right. <clears throat> See how free it is with it. No, anyway, uh, but that's, you know, that, looking back at some of the, the, the prediction shows, and I use that in air quotes, uh, even though I don't like using air quotes, but, you know, the prediction shows that we've done in the past, that's kind of what we've looked at. We've looked at kind of a lot of these macro issues, and I'm sure we're going to do the same thing tonight. We're going to look at things that are on a macro level, uh, but... We'll also take your phone calls, 508-996-0500, with things that you... And, and there's a difference between things that will happen, things that you want to see happen, and things that you predict will happen. Right. So, you know, if you're like, uh, Ghost Adventures is going to get renewed for another season, like, we're pretty sure that's going to happen. Right. Uh, you know, and you can call up and say whether or not that should. But, I mean, we're, we're pretty sure that that's going to happen. And we're pretty sure, you know, if you were going to say, you know, uh, for one prediction, uh, there'll be more, you know, paranormal events happening in 2021 than there were in 2020. Well, yeah, obviously. Right. Yeah. We hope so. You know, so some of these things are, are pretty obvious. So if you call in with a pretty obvious, you know, prediction, we're going to have to just call you out and be like, duh. Uh, but if you call in with something that is, you know, Wishful thinking, <laughs> we're gonna have to kind of call that like out as well. People stop faking things is wishful thinking, right? Of course, paranormal unit, <laughs> also wishful thinking. <laughs> if you if you listen to the people that are carrying that flag, though, it's out there, it's happening. The no. movement has started. Paranormal no. unity is taking over the paranormal <laughs> world, and we're just the cynical jerks that are refusing to take part in it. Uh, no, we're realists because the people that are trying paranormal unity are basically. And, you know, 
prove me wrong, but what they're doing is they're putting themselves out there. Like, everybody share everything with me. Like, I saw one person the other day was like, post your team below. If you have merchandise for sale, whatever, this is all para-unity, pushing para-unity, para-unity. Those are the people that are looking to become famous, that are looking to hook up with other groups, hoping that they'll get an opportunity, become friends with them, and then eventually ride their coach. No, I think that that might be a little <laughs> bit cynical. I do, because I do think that there can be, and, 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 and I, I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, uh-huh. but that's just the old paranormal investigator in you. I'm not calling you old. Oh, I'm but, definitely not old. But, but I'm just saying it's that it's it's kind of coming from that other mindset. There is a lot of <laughs> well, I've watched these people do it already. That's what I'm saying. Well, so but again, you might be talking about the particular people involved. The, the new movement, yes. I'm talking about the the concept and the idea behind it. You know, shouldn't be it shouldn't be something that we immediately dump on right away. We know how it's going to turn out right. because we are the cynical old a holes that have been watching <laughs> this happen. But the the actual way that it. So, same play, different cast. Basically. It's yeah. a cycle. It goes yeah. over and over and over yeah. again. But well, you, I've been watching it for 30-something years. So. Okay, okay, but hold on now. Because, hold on, <laughs> let me take this back a little bit. Let's go back to the dark ages of Paranormal Investigation, 2006, <laughs> when we started doing Spooky South Coast. I was going to say 15 years ago. Uh, I, I'm only going to call it the dark ages because I was in the dark. I didn't really realize everything that was going on. Well, the but, internet wasn't what it was. Well, certainly there was no social media Correct. yet. So, let's let's no, just go. Not anything yet, like what we had. No, this this was we were this was even pre MySpace. We started pre MySpace, I think. We had to make a MySpace yes. because we had the show. Yep. Um, but you know, going back to those times, you know, you did want to put it out there, like, hey, who's out there doing this stuff? And you did want to kind of build yourself a little digital Rolodex as to who was out there and who you could reach out to and who you can count on. Yep. And and so the idea behind it, the idea of saying like, hey, post your group here, post your post your website, post your Facebook page, all that it's stuff. Normal. It, 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 it should be a good thing. But the problem is, that, you know, it's when what ends up happening is that that turns into a click. Correct. Which is, you know, not every time, but it happens often enough to be a concern. There's, I mean, I look at, so... I was very, very, you guys know this. You you have these conversations with me all the time. I was very, very cynical about the younger people coming into the field mm-hmm. because, and I hate to sound like the jaded old jerk, <coughs> but, you know, it was a matter of that idea of anybody that's new must be coming into it for the wrong reason. And it's not, that's not the truth, but it just feels like it's the truth. You know, Bill Maher does a segment on his show every year uh, called, uh, I can't, it's something like, uh, you know, I can't prove that it's true. I just know that it is, Yeah. you know, and that's like kind of the way that I feel about that. You know, I can't prove that everybody that gets involved in the paranormal wants to get famous off of it. I just know that it's true. <laughs> and it, and it's not that it's everybody, but it's just an overwhelming portion of it. Well, the human psyche in general wants recognition. Everybody wants recognition for something, whether you're like you're at a job and like you get recognized for doing a good job at what you're doing. Or like I remember, you know, working in a bar, everybody wanted their picture taken to be put up on the wall. So that way when they walked in with their friends, they'd be like, hey, look, I frequent here. I'm on the wall, whatever. Um, Wait, people that were people that go to the bar want to have their photo on the wall? Yeah. That's a thing in a lot of like. That'd know, be the last thing places. I'd want. Yeah, but when you frequent that bar a lot, like Moni's, I'm sure, has been in plenty of places like that. Don't even try to argue uh, yeah. it. So 
it's a thing. And like if you're a, a, a frequent flyer at places like this, you kind of like think develop. Was the bars I hung out at, the posters on the wall were had the word wanted. wanted on them. Yeah. Well, yeah okay, fine. Either <laughs> way, like a lot yeah. of people had like there'd be like collages and stuff up on the wall of like the regular customers. But everybody likes recognition for something. So when you feed that part, it becomes a monster. And I know when you and I have talked about younger people coming in, because we've watched a lot of waves of people, not younger, older, doesn't matter, come in and out right. paranormal. We, we shouldn't say younger. It doesn't necessarily mean... Newer. It doesn't, newer. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean chronologically, right. you know, age-wise um, younger. But we've watched these cycles of people that come in, don't get famous fast enough, and they exit, and, like, they, they disappear off the face of the earth. It's like nobody ever hears from them again. Um, a lot of people that we've talked about... <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. No, hold on, because let me say, in some cases, and in a lot of cases, it, it, it isn't that they go away and we never hear from them again. It's that they just drop out of the paranormal and jump into some other thing that's new and catchy they, and they shiny could. and trying to get themselves attention for. Or they were using a fake name the entire time, and we have a tough time finding their real identity. That afterwards. happens, too. That yeah. does. Um, but a lot of people that we've pegged as these type of people have 100% turned out to be those people. So... We are pretty good at it. We are very good at it. I mean, and, and so is, and I, I'm not trying to talk us up either. I'm saying that a lot of people who are, I also realize if you're not right on these mics anymore, you, you really have to be right on them. But the, you know, the, the more that people have stuck around this long enough, like they see the same things we do. It's yes. not, it's not like we're saying. But that's because they're in it for the, the correct reasons. Right. For lack of a better or, term. It, they have a love and a passion for it, whether they're on TV or not. So... <clears throat> I, I have a problem with the phrase, in it for the right reason. Well, that's why I said correct, and I said for lack of better word, because I wasn't trying to break that down. I was just trying to skip past it. <laughs> because you can be in this just because you want to get famous, mm -hmm. as long as you're upfront about that. Right. I don't have a problem with it. If you were to say, hey, I just want to, you know, I want to become a paranormal celebrity. And let me tell you that, you know... If you say that, I'll probably not want anything to do with you, but at least I will have respect that you came out and said it. Right. And some people do, and some people have come out and said it, and I've said, all right, you know, fair enough. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you your, you know, your space for that, but I mean, I'm not going to help you with that, right. and I'm certainly not going to back up that, that mindset, but at least I respect the fact that you were straightforward about it. But it's the people that... Are you going to submarine them? No. Okay. So I, you're just going to let them go do what they're going to do. You don't let people do. just ride their own wave. Yeah. Like, if they're not going to work, they're not going to work, and that's their own issue, can, like, can, not mine. <clears throat> I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to, like, build up my place in the paranormal world right. here. But let me let me say this. I've, I've been in it a long time. I'm pretty networky with a lot of people, and I have some network contacts. And I don't mean television networks. I mean, like, I talk to a lot of people. Your friends. And a lot of people trust my opinion. Yep. So if I wanted to submarine somebody, yeah. I could. Yeah, that's on. But I see no point in doing that because no. the people who deserve it end up getting it anyway. The right. Only time, they do it to themselves on ninety nine percent. So the only time yeah. I will ever attempt to do that to somebody is if you're stealing, lying, cheating, or gonna, you're going to hurt somebody. Right. Or <laughs> like, so, yeah, exactly. Like I'm very vocal about that. I think right. Steve Huff's a piece of crap, and then I think he's a total phony, <laughs> and he needs to be held accountable for what he's doing. But I don't go and report his videos to YouTube. Right. You know, I don't tell other people to go and report his videos to YouTube. Uh, you know, I've, somebody came up today 
that um, I think it was today. I have no idea, you know, what days were what anymore because I actually took a couple of days off. So, but I, you know, somebody came up where there was an issue where a person has, and it's not even a matter of faking. Uh, but they've called attention to themselves for 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 some beliefs and alignments that are not comfortable, and uh, and are wrong, and that led me to kind of look back and be like, well, this person, you know, I've always thought was full of crap, yep. but I never bothered to come out and say that this person is full of crap because I'll have a conversation with anybody. Yes, you will. And and I'll I'll hear I'll hear them out and hear what they have to say. So I don't want to, you know, come out. And in, even if I get involved in the conversation about whatever this person is doing that is wrong, I'm not going to be like, oh, and also this guy. Oh, I mean, just as an example, years ago we had, uh, if you want a cough, you can I'm just sorry. let me know and I'll pull it, the microphone it, it down. It happens out of nowhere. It, it, do you want me to pull it down and then I can pull it up when you want to talk? I don't know. I don't know what the best option is. You probably should have just moved the board closer and I should have just moved I'll, my own button. I'll, I'll pull you down okay. a little bit and then... Except that's Moniz's mic. I was yeah. going to say, that's not helping anything. Uh, I'll pull it down a little bit, and then I'll try to pop it up when you want to talk. And then we'll try and do the best we can. The mics will still pick up the coughs. But hey, we got okay. Stephanie here. So, you want to talk now? I was going to say, you're going to have a finger cramp if you keep oh. doing it. I'll do she, my best. You know, we, we want to have her here, so we'll we'll deal with it. I just yeah. know, you know, we're in people's ears, so that's the best. only thing that I'm I've concerned been gone about. for months, so. I know, that's why we wanted to have you back. Plus, we can't crap talk without having you here. Well, it's um, not the same. No, <laughs> Plus, you can't have predictions without the person that can actually predict. But so years ago, Chris Balzano and I ran a power relate. We called it Power Relations. It was a paranormal yep. PR company. I remember that. And it was it was a good idea. Yeah. But it was just you know we started to realize that we were getting paid to push people mm -hmm. who probably didn't deserve to be pushed. Correct. And then it became a matter of. Do we take the money because we're trying to run a business if we don't believe in the person? And then we decide, you know, why are we spending so much time and energy trying to push somebody else when we think that we have something to offer and we haven't pushed ourselves enough? Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of shut it down. But part of what pulled <laughs> us into this whole thing, and I don't think Chris will mind me saying this now, is we had somebody that was referring to themselves as Reverend so-and-so. And we were booking them as Reverend so-and-so, and they were a, you know, universal life church minister and blah, 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 blah. And finally, one day, somebody, I think somebody said, I think somebody brought it up to us, or maybe maybe Chris discovered, I don't remember how it happened. But I end up researching and looking into what the universal life church is, and I realized, oh, that's the site that you just type in your name and they print out an ordination certificate. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I did it. And I got my ordinate, ordination. That's back when that it used too. to be free. Yes. Now they charge you for <clears> it. I mean, it is legitimate. So. Right. I mean, it, but it's not legally recognized by anybody. It's not a, re and it's not a legally recognized church. So, I could marry somebody. Correct. In the eyes of God, <clears throat> but not in the eyes of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts because they don't recognize it. So. It does it would, work for some things in the Commonwealth. Well, there's there's no. But I'll I'll wait till after air. There's, but there's some, there's some states where it does work completely right. and some, and, but most it doesn't. And, and certainly, um, you know, there's, there's certainly not enough training in it for you to just oh, no. jump in and do it. Like it's literally like you, now it's, you send them 25 bucks, they give you the certificate. It used to be used as a tax shelter by people. Well, no, that's back in, back in the day. But that's the other thing. It doesn't even count. You can't even claim it for tax purposes because it's not a recognized 
It's not a recognized church right. in, within the state. That's part of the reason why it's not recognized, so that you can't try to claim it for tax purposes. All right. Um, because what a lot of people were doing is a lot of people were getting ordained in it when the health insurance mandate came out. And now in, Ma I don't know if people out there, if you have the same thing in your state, but in Massachusetts, if you don't have health insurance at all, whether it be through your work, whether you pay for it privately, whether it be mass health, whatever, you pay a tax penalty for not having insurance. And so people were going and getting that ordination and saying that that was their religion and that was preventing, that was allowing them to claim the, the religious exemption for not paying the penalty on the taxes. And it's very complicated. Yeah. Then they're like, okay, no, so that's it's right. So it's about like, not paying taxes, whether it be, you know, no, but that's fine they, or not. That's right? what they tried to do. And, yeah. the, and then the state came out and was like, no, that doesn't count. We don't recognize that as an actual, as an actual religion. So, and the, the same thing happened, just a, a totally different note, but um, the, and she just won her court case years later like a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember the lady that wanted to have the colander on her head? Yeah. And her Pasta license photo? Flying Spaghetti Monster. Right. Yeah. Church of Flying Spaghetti So she, she just had her case settled a couple of weeks ago, and they said, yes, you can, you can wear the colander on your head. Um, I don't know if she's still Amazing. a Pastafarian. We're friends on Facebook, but I don't really interact with her very much because um, I was going to have her on the show back when all that happened, but <laughs> it didn't really work out, and it Probably better because I saw her on some other interviews. She wasn't that great as an interview. But anyway, that's part of, you know, part of the problem in the paranormal world is that nobody checks on anybody else's credentials. So you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. But if nobody's going to check up to see that you really are who you say you are, <laughs> then... Which people should. And I think the paranormal is like the one thing where people don't question anything. Like, we've dealt with situations where people were actual criminals using, you know, all kinds of different names for years and years, decide they want to become famous in the paranormal under a fake name, and then wreak havoc, and, you know, police are still hunting them down to this day. It's something that, like, especially if you're, and we've talked about this a thousand times, if you're letting people into your home because they say that they're ghost hunters, please do background checks. You know, please do any type of research just because they have a website. You know, everybody has, you know, some type of means to pay for a website. The Google machine. <laughs> right. Um, but that's if they're using their, their real names. You know, it's, it's sad that people do this sort of thing, but it's actually really creepy. Um, I have an issue going to people's houses to do readings or to, you know, investigate or whatever. That to me is creepy. I've never gone alone. Um, I recently just did a house party not that long ago where I was alone, but I knew the person, uh, like the person that booked it. Um, I knew very well she was there, but she left at one point. And even though like I was okay, I still felt uncomfortable because it's just a weird situation to be in. I think everybody should be cautious of everything to do with that sort of thing. I mean, I asked you to do house parties for family members. Right. And you were like, no, I'm not really comfortable doing house. I mean, this was years ago. Right. But you were like, I'm not really comfortable, you know, doing that. And, and I was like, well, I, you know, I can't say that I don't, that I blame you because right. even though it's my family and you know me, you don't know my family. No, like you'd have to be there. And like you don't that's know, always been my you deal. don't know who else they're bringing. I don't know right. who else they're bringing, you know, there's people that, that my know. family are related to that I don't know. Right. You know. Um, like it's Big a family. 
No, but like my my aunt's husband's family, like they wanted to have a they wanted to have a party, mm-hmm. and like I had to tell Stefan, like I don't know, I I think I might have met them once or twice at a party, but I don't really know them. Okay, you know, it's just weird. You know, it's 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 strange, and I know it's no different than like you know me teaching a class or you know something like that. But you know, if I'm in my own environment or I have somebody there, like teaching class is different in the same building. You know, like. Um, but I meant, like, as far as meeting people. Like, at my office, I'm not by myself, ever. Well, no, but I mean, it's, so, it's, it's a power dynamic. Like, <laughs> right. it, it, it's going to have a different feel because it's your place. Right. And you will feel safer. And, and there is a paper trail of who was there and all that stuff, too. Right. So, it's, you know, it's it's weird. You know, you don't want to be by yourself somewhere and get kidnapped or what have you. Well, <clears throat> I, anyway, we're, I think we kind of we rolled, rolled off. We rolled <laughs> off topic a little bit. But that's okay. Cause We've not predicted anything. It, 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 it happens, and, it, and it's a good we, conversation we have to have. predicted that paranormal unity still will not happen. Right. We also have predicted that people are really creepy. So Yeah, true. And, and that is going to be my first prediction for 2021 okay. for the paranormal, <laughs> is there are going to be a lot of tough conversations like what we've just been talking about but mm-hmm. even tougher ones that are going to happen that have to happen and i can tell you firsthand that i'm actually making plans to have some of those are you? those those difficult conversations but it, it has to happen because we realized something in 2020 with people calling out the things that are kind of wrong in society and that people have been getting away with mm-hmm. and that we really can't kind of sit idly by anymore and, and, and passively let be okay. We've kind of realized that a lot of that is permeating through the paranormal world. And it was coming up in in other years and people were talking about it, but there wasn't a whole bunch of, you know, sentiment to, to kind of fix the problem. It was a, a mindset of let's not worry about it. Let's not intro- let's not um, let's not give it any any oxygen, and let and it'll just you know it'll choke itself out. But I mean, Moniz, you know this. You've you've dealt with people and move on for years. It's an organization that is filled with wonderful people that do a fantastic job and some real I'll call them winners. And, well, that's the problem. Is we learned this year, you know, when the head of the organization. <coughs> is arrested and charged with soliciting sex from a minor. And, you know, thankfully it wasn't a real minor. You know, it was an undercover police officer, but still, and again, people are innocent until proven guilty. But when that comes out and then all of a sudden people are saying, well, we've been trying to point out that there's problems in this organization for years now. Then there has to be a bit of a reckoning for that. Because it's one thing to say, we had no idea. You know, this person, we didn't realize they were doing what they were doing. We're just as blindsided as everybody else. And you kind of have to, you know, understand that. It happens all the time with, with when you see educators that are charged with these crimes. Where everybody in the school says, we, we don't even know when this could have happened. Because when would they have ever had time to be alone? You know, like, we don't understand how this could have how this could have went down and we never would have suspected this from this person. Like you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt because I can't imagine that in a, in a, in a a profession like that where people are, you know, dedicating their lives to taking better care of children. Not also to mention highly background checked in the deer, but then again, you know, so you got to think that a majority of those people are morally opposed to something like that happening and would also, be on the lookout for things like that if they were going to happen. 
So they would kind of know who the weirdos are that might be letting that happen. So to be completely blindsided by it, you know, I, I believe them when that happens. It's not like, you know, they interview every neighbor of every serial killer ever, and every neighbor always says the same thing. Oh, they were so quiet. quiet. I had no idea. And that's, right. that's garbage. Like, there's a lot of times when people have known that the person that lived next door to them was wrong, that something was up, but that they didn't want, they didn't say anything, so now they don't want to admit the fact that right. they should have said something and they didn't, and then people died, or whatever happens, happens. So they, they say that as a bit of a cover. Every neighbor's nosy. I'm a nosy neighbor. Like, if something's going on on my street, like, I'm looking outside. You know, if I, I hear something or whatever, like, I'll just peek out the window. Like, not like a creep, but yeah. know, you see people come and go. If it's a major thing, I'll I'll pay attention. But, like, I, just, I, don't, I don't care too much about the everyday goings on of my neighbors because I don't want them caring about mine. Right. So, I don't have any. <laughs> that's true. I've, I've, I've lived in my house for 15 years now, and I just had my third conversation with the guy that lives across the street from me. Wow. So hmm. he's an elderly gentleman. I talked to his son quite a bit and his son's girlfriend. and But like it was only, I think, the third conversation I've ever had with him direct one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and it was just because I shoveled. It was when, I, when it snowed, I shoveled out his mailbox and he was coming home as I did it. And he thanked me for He's like, oh, you didn't have to do that. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I was shoveling mine out anyway. You know, but like that's the kind of neighbor I am. I'll shovel your, your mailbox out, but I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, the the but that's the thing. That's the, the big thing that I think is going to have to happen this year and, and will happen this year is that there is going to be some uncomfortable conversations about things that have gone on in the past, about things that are currently going on and things that we have to make sure don't happen in the future. And as part of that conversation, it might lead to. You know, other conversations like what we were saying before where, you know, you have to check out people's credentials. You know, it's 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 okay to ask somebody to prove that they are who they say they are. Mm -hmm. Because, if okay, if, if you are an actual parapsychologist with a degree, wouldn't you want to let people know that you are an actual parapsychologist with a degree? Right. So you really wouldn't get that offended when somebody says, oh, you're a parapsychologist. Where did you get your degree in parapsychology from? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's uncomfortable conversations are coming, but are necessary. So that's that's my first prediction. Anybody have any predictions that they want to throw out? For paranormal specifically or for mankind as a whole? Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking paranormal specifically, but if you have some mankind as a whole ones, just specify that that's what you I think. I got a paranormal one. There will be blurry pictures of Bigfoot tickets. Well, that's a given. Yeah, that we're uh, gonna duh you on. You're that getting one. a duh for that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. All, although the cameras that take those blurry photos will be far better than any camera yeah. we've ever had before. <laughs> um, I shared a post out there on December 21st. I don't know if you saw it about the winter solstice and all the crazy things that happened that day, um, which were, I mean, obviously the solstice itself, um, the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, the Christmas star that people were calling it. Um, <clears throat> the weird part about Saturn and Jupiter, or the, par the part that people don't really know, is Saturn and Jupiter together have been only in Earth signs for the last 200 years. So starting on the solstice, they, they both entered 
um, Aquarius, which is an air sign, and they're both going to be only in air signs for the next 200-year cycle. So I'm sure everybody's heard of the age of Aquarius, obviously. Like maybe kids that don't know maybe heard the song or something of that sort. But um, the entire idea, if you do follow astrology, is earth signs were more about like the materialistic things in life, you know, being you know more on the selfish side, worrying about the things around you. Moving into Aquarius in this this now air sign um, cycle, even though by the time all of our lives in this room end, we will still be in air signs. Um, it's going to be more about technology and intuition and somehow the two of them coming together at some point. So a lot of people are changing the way that they're thinking. So last time, last year, around that time in December, people were starting to shift and change and kind of deinstall the, the thought process that we've all had our entire lives. And we're now beginning to install a new programming, a new way of thinking. So if you look at the past year, we've had a lot of chaos about pretty much anything at this point. I think chaos rolled out and then chaos rolled out on top of that. And then like anything that did happen, there was just more and more chaos because people were changing the way that they thought about the world. People were looking at things through a new lens and a new perspective and they weren't comfortable with it because nobody likes change. But now that we've kind of been through that, things have calmed down quite a bit considering what we dealt with. I think COVID changed the way that we think about the world, period. You know, everybody's life fell apart. You know, our perspective changed on pretty much everything, life as we knew it as a whole. It gave us all a global focus. Uh, yes, but at the same time, a really selfish focus. Yeah. Well, so. It, you know, I do think, I do think, and I don't want to cut you off, but I yeah. do think that there was a, there was a bit of a split that some, right. some people did start that curve early as a result of it. Mm -hmm. And some people are still fighting it, kicking and screaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, bringing up what Moni said about a global perspective, and I said selfish one as well, I think people went through those stages at different times too. So a lot of people would look, you know, that started off as global, might have gone to selfish at some point and then gone back to global. There's so many different steps there. It's almost like uh, grieving, grieving a loss, you know, steps of grief, going through... Um, everything that we all felt. I remember, I don't usually leave the house a lot, but I know sitting in my bed day in, day out, knowing that I couldn't created an issue for me. And I think, you know, having to figure out a new way to work, having to figure out a new way to make money, how to kind of like reinvent my entire life because I was on the road every single weekend, flying, you know, different places and, and doing different events or being able to hold a class at my office was impossible for months. So it, you know, it forced us all out of our comfort zones, but that's all in preparation of what 2021 is going to bring and forth from there on out. So 2022 as well, because a lot of 2021 is going to bleed over into 2022 if you look at astrology. So I think it's going to be a weird year, but I think it's going to be a year of healing, a year of understanding and a year of intuition, really getting closer to your true self. If you dive deep into any type of astrology, and you understand the 3D world versus the 5D world, we're moving into that 5D. And that means a higher level of thinking, a higher level of vibration. Um, it's not all woo-woo craziness. If you look deep into it, like everybody wants to change for the better. You know, there's going to be people that don't, but that's everyday life. There has to be balance somewhere. You can't change everyone. But for the most part, people as a whole are more aware. And I've been talking about this, you know, quite a bit on, on Midnight Society and, and interviewing a lot of people that say similar things. And, and I've said, if you pull yourself back, and I'm not getting into the, you know, how the virus started and, right. you know, where it came from and all that stuff, that's, that's, that's all, you know, moot to what I'm saying here. But if you look at it, it was 
you know, taking that 30,000-foot <laughs> view, these are things that we should have been cycling into already. Yep. And that we were kind of dragging ass on. Uh, we were getting closer to an idea of kind of one global consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, not to, to break it down into a, a political thing, but politically things came into play and of sociologically course. things came into play that slowed that down and, and tried to reverse it. And uh, because of the fear factor involved in, in fear doing change it. change as well. And, and so now I think that, you know, again, I'm not saying that this is, you know, the reason why the virus happened, but part of the reason why it might have happened was because it forced us to do some of that introspective work to right. get on board with the inner this. reflections. I think at the same time, it forced the planet to heal a little bit, and I think it needed to. Um, the other interesting factor is if you look at every major pandemic throughout time and history, like, you know, the 1918 Spanish flu, the planets were aligned the exact same way during every single one of those pandemics and is now during COVID. I look at it like this, too. Like, first of all, you know, you can call up here and call me a, a, a George Soros puppet. I'm still waiting for the check to come in the mail, my Soros check, uh, for, for, for pushing these things. Uh, but, you know, the reason why I say that we are a global community, we need to start looking beyond borders. Borders are stupid at this point. Because at this point in time, all it is is it's no different than, you know, the property line of your house. The property line determines what you're responsible for and what you should be keeping up and also gives you some sense of, you know, uh, sanctuary and privacy away from everybody else. But that doesn't mean that the people that live on the other side of your property line are your enemies. Or it doesn't mean that they should, you know, the, the things that they go through can't be part of what you go through and that you can't be sympathetic and working with them and all that. They're not hard divisions. They're just separations. They're just kind of compartmentalizations. And the biggest problem with this, it, and it, it, I, I can even extrapolate to the paranormal world because the paranormal world kind of got rid of some of those borders already. Moniz come up, came up in a time when those borders were rigid. When people were UFO people, they were ghost people, they were crypto people, you know, they were, they might have been mythological, you know, researchers and, and, and legend researchers and folklore yep. researchers, but, but there was hard lines and they didn't cross over with one another. Or very rarely did. And now those lines are, they're not blurred necessarily because you can still put yourself into, you know, that individual. Well, let's put it this way. Now there are gates and events. Yes, and, and it's okay to say I'm going to, you know, cross over into this and, and maybe bring some of that back with me. And, you know, that's kind of what the, the world at large has to be now. We have to look at each other. If we can sit at home and t who's listening to this show right now? Mm -hmm. People Nobody. all over. Pe no, well, really, <laughs> though, people all over the world. And whether it's live now or whether it's on podcast later, we can see the numbers and, and where the podcast downloads come from. It's all over the world. The topics that we cover appeal to people everywhere. And so there is less of a border around these thoughts. And so if that's the case, then we need to kind of think that way and think about the fact that, you know, we are part of a greater and we are part of a greater consciousness. And I, I was I would have thought that a year ago and said, that's stupid. I'm tired of hearing about that. That's new agey BS garbage. Mm -hmm. You know, if everybody thinks something, they can't make it happen. But sure enough, 
I've changed my mind over the course of this year to realize that we are far more interconnected than I, than I ever thought that we were. So my soapbox on that anyway. Should we take some calls? We probably yeah. should. They've been right. waiting. If you do want to call in, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. <laughs> Good evening. You were on Spooky South Coast. Hello. What's shaking, everybody? Hey, Lamone. Happy New Year. What's up, Playboy? Uh, I, I'm hoping it'll be happy. It'll be happy New Year. I'm, I'm hoping to. So now let's go back to... How you doing, Moniz? Hello, Stephanie. Hi. All right, all right, let's go back to uh, uh, August 19, uh, 2019. And I said, there's not going to be an Olympics next year. You guys thought I was, I was crazy. And then when I said in September, I said, uh, Tom Brady is going to be leaving you guys, leaving, going somewhere warm. I was thinking maybe San Diego or that area. But he went south, so... Uh, that's a lot warmer than where you guys are at. And plus, I said, well, you guys need to try to get Don Wells on before she dies. And she, Don Wells, Marianne just died. And so and it's like, right there. And, and like I said, that my, I'm, off, I'm off the hook. That's three for three. Well, I have other things, too, that I, that I didn't share with you guys, but those happened also. And it's like, you know, we'll say, Stephanie, you're not the only, you're not the only hot person with, with, with gifts here on the, on the, the program. All right, and so what are you predicting? Um, oh, I was going to say, like, maybe Willie Mays is going to die. I haven't, just, I haven't gotten to what, how deep into it I'm going to get. But I know that at the end of the year, when they, at the end of the year, this year, when they have that other round of shots they're going to give out for the, you know, immunizing everyone, don't, that's the bad shots get. They're going to be using those shots going to be what they're going to do to uh, cause the sterilized people. You know, you know they're trying to, let's let's pull away from world predictions because this, this is a paranormal prediction show so you know uh, this, this, i'm not i'm not trying to be art bell and you know uh you know ding and bong people about uh you know what's what's going to happen worldwide and what isn't just looking at the paranormal world what do you think is going to happen well just you being able to foresee something happening that should be paranormal in itself to some degree, but the, be, being on a, a a regular radio station and one that talks a lot about conservative issues, uh, I, I have a fear of where this can go if we start opening up to just calling up about anything. Right. Not not you, Lamone, but just some of the other <laughs> callers. You know, next thing you know, every every conspiracy theory will be uh, brought over the airwaves, and I'm I'm trying to avoid that. But if the conspiracy theories are right, and proven to be right. And, but if you know prior to this happening, not to mention that I told you going to be you're going to be you're going to be in that 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 seat that Dave had. Then I said that to you also. You 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 did. You, so, and I did what I could do behind it to get it to work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know this. Lamone runs Travel Channel and renewed Holzer Files so that I would be able to get the <laughs> the chair of the other seat. No, but you everybody that's right. So I would like, it's like some different things I see going uh, for coming up, but I want to put them down to like just a couple of few of them because I don't want to go that far up because I don't want to get everybody all scared. And you remember what I told you myself, like what's going to happen between now and 2030, it's going to be uh, well, a third of the people on earth are going to be gone. Give, give, give me a positive one. Do you have a positive thing that's going to happen in 2021? Um, the Dallas Cowboys make it to the playoffs. <laughs> that's positive, <laughs> you know, and it's like it's positive for me. So, and I would, I would hope that you guys come to Vegas. You know, you we could all have a bunch of fun, 
And now, since Stephanie's old enough, we could get her to come with us, too. We'd have a whole bunch of fun. Oh, God, I've been old enough for a while. I used to say that myself when I was, when I was, I used to say I was skinny, too, but I lied about that also. But I'm now, yeah, those are the days. Uh, but it's like, I would like to see you guys. We can have some fun, and I've got some really spooky places we can go to from here out here in Vegas. And they believe we go by Zach Bagan's uh, Haunted Museum. Would you guys be interested in doing that? Uh, I might not. I don't know if I'm allowed in. Why? <laughs> Why not? You look so different when you're shaving like that. Because I remember you had that, that, that caveman look to you. Now you look like you should go on a, a GQ magazine. Well, you know, I, I, I need a haircut. I haven't seen you lately. You guys, are you going to open up the, the studio to put on, you know, the, do that on YouTube? Uh, we're, we're still waiting for the, the engineer has to do some work on the computer. There's there's no sound going to the computer anymore, so that has to be adjusted. And I'd like to predict there's going to be a year without Christmas. Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say this year. That'd be so sad. But you see how we're going to have an Easter. We're going to celebrate Easter. Now you're just naming Rankin Bass specials. Well, yeah, that's right. If you look, go to my channel on, on YouTube, I've got a. A video where I have the, the the real Rudolph and Santa, the from from the Rankin and Bass thing, the last the last surviving two two characters, all the rest of nothing in somebody's uh, attic. Yeah, the two I'm, ones that are left. What they and what they end up selling for? Um, they, well, they it was on, they uh, sold for more than ten thousand dollars, but they they well they robbed for ten thousand dollars. They got like twelve uh, was no eighteen thousand dollars worth. But right now they've been refinished, refurbished, and they're in the uh, Atlanta Museum of Puppets. So if you ever get a chance to go there and see it, I'd like to see it. And oh, some yeah, nice. I'd love to see that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the original Rudolph, and and the weird thing is, you know, that nobody has ever seen, or, or they haven't run the complete Rudolph at all. Like the all the different, one. all the different parts that they've added in and taken out over the years, they've never run a complete start-to-finish version of it, which I found fascinating. Well, well, since the first one in 1965, when they played, they did it, and they, everybody was, the right people wrote in and said, oh, they were so upset that Rudolph didn't keep his promise by going back to the uh, Isle of Misfit Toys and go back and get them help. So they, the next year they put it out and they added that to it. Yeah, but then they cut other stuff out for time from that. So there's there's always had to be cuts back and forth that are made to put one thing in and one thing out. So like when they put in they put it back in the um, the elf song a few years well probably about 20 years ago now they put back in the elf song and then they had to cut something else. So every time they do that something else comes and as long as they just keep giving it that hour block on TV they can never run the whole thing start to finish. So it's 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 it's, it's very interesting. It's like it's like like uh, 48 minutes. You know, and I think 51 minutes combined all together. So they take, like, a lot of the commercials to take out of it. Right. You know, like, they have that Rudolph's shiny New Year that they had with, like, a, the baby New Year and so Oh, that was cute. And so it's like, if they have that one, they have that completely right there. I would like to see a little bit more of a, a lot more of a Rudolph and stuff. You know, if I was gay and a reindeer, I would do Rudolph. All right. Well, and, and, and that's that's I'm it out there. that's usually out the there. time when it's time to say goodbye to Lamone. Thank you, Lamone. Have a good night, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next week, I'm sure. Uh, but we do have the phone lines open five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and make some some paranormal community pr uh, predictions, paranormal world predictions for twenty twenty one, we do have uh, in the 
in the studio. We have uh, Kindred Spirits on on Travel Channel on the TV here. They are in Salem, so uh, if you have a chance to catch that on the replay, uh, very interesting. You know, whenever they get, they, you know, they're pretty much around this area all the time, but especially this season, it'll, it'll be heavily in this area because of the travel restrictions that were involved when they were filming the season. So as we had Amy on a few weeks ago, and she was telling us that we can kind of expect a lot of local stuff uh, on this season, including, I know there's an episode coming out that was filmed at the Oliver House in Middleborough, which, as you know, anybody here that listens to this program, you know that we are big fans of that. And because I had success with being able to do the show there remotely for Midnight Society, mm -hmm. I think we should probably do a spooky South Coast remotely there some night. We probably should. So I've, uh, you know, a little bit of behind-the-scenes info for you guys and, and for the audience is... Uh, a couple of weeks ago when it was snowing, mm -hmm. I didn't want to have to drive in. To, I was stuck doing the news because Mary was on vacation. I didn't want to have to drive in in a snowstorm at, you know, <laughs> four in the morning. So we rigged it up so that I could actually do the news from home. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I can actually connect to things now remotely. So I could actually Fancy. do all the things that I do here, hopefully, you know, not now, but Right. We'll get we'll build up to that point, and then maybe we can go out and do some live spooky South Coasts this year because it's super easy to do with this thing. So we get to go out and you know be out in there in the field and actually you know be at some of these haunted locations. And it, when it's not just myself doing the show like I do with Midnight Society, and you guys are there too, well, you know we only need one person talking, and the other people can go out and investigate. Mm -hmm. So it kind of lends more to the to the show that way if we can do it that way. So uh, I think we can get away with doing that in a couple of different places. I did one at the um, the Reverend Keith Parsonage in West Bridgewater, which we did an event there a few years ago. Right, I was and there with you. There's plenty of other places where, where we can do it. But the, the fun part will be getting into some of these places that people have never heard about before. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working now on the Fearing Tavern. That one, I want that to be my next Midnight Society live broadcast, but, you know, got to make sure that I have the the right signal mm -hmm. inside of there. You need, you need the right juice and uh, yeah. internet. Power, uh, they have enough power in there as long as I, because I'll be stationed in the kitchen anyway and I can plug in there. But the hard part will be, you know, getting enough Wi-Fi signal to do it. Uh, even with, you know, using a hotspot or something. So I got to get in there and do some tests. But right now, you know, Monday is my birthday. And I've started this new tradition every year for my birthday where, because Facebook lets you do those fundraisers. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've started a new tradition where every year on my birthday, I'll do a fundraiser for the Wareham Historical Society. Uh, and this year, we have already surpassed, I started it a few days ago, maybe about a week ago, already have surpassed what we brought in last year. So last year, I put a $500 goal and we raised $445. Mm -hmm. Uh, this year I put in a goal, you know, I wanted to get a little bit more ambitious and I was giving it more time. It's actually going to run a week after my birthday, uh, you know, another seven days after Monday. So I put a goal of $750 and we're doing well. We've already surpassed last year's goal, I believe. So I think that we should, I would think, get pretty close to that $750 goal. Excellent. So if anybody wants to, um, you know, make a donation, I will share it out on my social media. You can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash the other Tim Weisberg because of the flute guy. Uh, <laughs> and I'll put it on there. We'll also have it on the Spooky South Coast Facebook page and we'll tweet it out as well so that people that want to donate will be able to do so. And if you can't get involved in any of those ways, just email me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com and we'll figure out a way that you can make that donation still because I can tell you, 
the Wareham Historical Society is hugely thankful for all of these donations. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, um, Angela, the president, didn't find out about it until after I did the fundraiser. I didn't tell her. And then, she, you know, she called me to thank me and to have me thank the audience. And, and uh, she's already thanked us this year, too. Back in a few. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. South Coast. Maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't have talked about Amityville last week. <laughs> did I hit the wrong one? No, I put up the wrong slider. There you go. Now you're on. I said, why did you have to go and say it now? Well, because we already said it last week, so yeah, but that was we last figured week. we were free we're in a clear. new year now. So we, we thought we were safe because, you know, it had been so many years and things hadn't happened. They replaced the computer system and all that. We thought we were safe. But maybe that was because, or maybe it's just because I forgot to delete it from the computer before we came on the air. One of the two. Either the Amityville curse or my incompetence. Which one? Column A, column B. Yeah, I think I think it's probably my fault. Uh, but well, we are here talking about the paranormal. We're making some paranormal predictions for 2021. What we think will happen in the coming year. And we've been talking about, you know, some of the, the, the bigger picture things that will happen and and certainly there are some large-scale changes that are going to happen some large-scale things that we would see as i mentioned at the top of the show we're not looking about what you want to have happen we're not looking about what will obviously happen we're looking for the things that you are predicting will happen and we've been talking about things like uh you know greater responsibility within the paranormal world uh, we're talking about you know being able to have a, a greater collective consciousness uh, which, you know, is a little bit of a, it's kind of a, a combination of all three of those. I think it's something that we want to see happen, something that will happen, and something that was probably going to happen anyway. But we're just going to see a bigger push into it. And uh, and certainly we'll be having the conversations that we hope will help do that. Uh, Moniz, I'm going to throw this to you. So 2020 was an interesting year in terms of the UFO subject a lot of people seem to think that the tiktok ufo disclosure happened in 2020 it didn't uh it happened a couple of years ago yeah, but we, 2018 uh, well, was i think it, it was december 17 i think it is when it was okay yeah i knew it was right around that just off the top of my head yeah. but um we did get more information about it right. in 2020 yeah. which is part of what uh changed people uh part of what made people think that we also saw some other uh footage that came out this year or last year, 2020, we got some other, you know, little bits of disclosure. 
I'll say, not actual, you know, quote unquote mm, disclosure. Soft disclosure. But we got we got some admittance to some certain things, or, or and, and to at least say that there are you know things out there that are unknown. Um, we've also seen in the last couple of weeks of the year there was a shakeup at, at the to the Stars Academy. Uh, so there's there's things that are happening in the UFO world. But I've I've got to say, if you ask me if I'm going to make any UFO predictions for 2021, my prediction would be kind of status quo stays the same. Well, uh, in the quote unquote relief bill, there is the 180 day clock for disclosure yes. of other information. But that's not going to it's not going to turn into anything. Well, I I. I know that. I've been looking at this stuff for so long. It's like, yeah, you keep saying this is going to happen. And here it is. Here's a piece of paper with, with a bunch of blacked out lines well, on it. Well, all you've done is you've forced them to lie. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, waiting around for them to lie. Like, now you've just told them we're going to give you 180 you days to lie. lie. Yeah. But this year they released more to the public than they have in a long time. And I think they dropped it at a time where people really weren't paying attention to yeah, well, 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 well placed. Yeah, <laughs> like they were distracted well, by other things because if it was can, a bright, beautiful, sunny day with nothing wrong in the world, and they mentioned the A word, people would have gone nuts. That was part of the discussions that I've been having with UFO people all through the year. Was that because it was the least of our concerns? It, it was something that it was easy to start, you know, softening up people for more and more information. Another school of thought was that it would actually inspire some hope in people mm. to know that there was something going on. Uh, not, not necessarily for you, but, but it gives people an idea of looking to say, okay, maybe there are greater things that we're destined for. Mm -hmm. So, okay, this seems like the end of mankind in my mind. You know, obviously that's an over-exaggeration, but people did feel that way. Right. So you feel like this is the end of you know, our civilization, but hold on because here we're going to show you that there are some civilizations that right. might be more advanced than us. Um, it could I, have been multi-layered. I don't think that that's true, personally. I don't know. I mean, you can look at it so many different ways, but I do think it's interesting, like, why shove that into a 5,000-page COVID relief bill? Like, uh, because they so just shoved, they shoved everything into it. But yeah. I think that <laughs> might be the most say, random thing. Why, why shove gender studies in, you know... Yeah, that's a whole other subject that I could go on for. But either way, like, that stuff was at least in, in a in a semi-category of foreign aid. Aliens, uh, there's, there's, okay. aliens don't fit in I really anywhere else. But you else don't get more foreign than an alien. <laughs> I'm not paying them. I haven't looked through uh, the entire... <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked through the entire bill, but I guarantee you there's all kinds of pork like that in there yeah. that are, are just things coming from out it's of left field. so weird. Uh, it's just... It's what they do. Uh, and then... The, the, the other part of it is, as I was saying, nothing will come of it. I mean, even if they do decide to follow through on the having to observe that 180-day window, and they won't, but even if they do, they're just going to give you, like Moniz was saying, stuff that's redacted or just say, we've already given you everything we have. We have nothing else to give. So, like, there's, there's so many different ways around it. The, there won't ever be disclosure. Well, there, not there by can't us. Be. There won't ever be, here's everything that we've ever had, ever. <laughs> Which is what some people are, are looking for. They won't be satisfied yeah, with anything less. You're right. That ain't never going to But happen. they can also make it look like, here, this is all of our everything. And people will be satisfied by that because they don't know any better. Right. No, they won't. Not people like Moniz, but... People that have been looking into this for years, you could give them every single thing yeah, that's there. Yeah, but they're a very small group compared to the general... 
population. I'm saying general population that is concerned. Like, you know, those conspiracy theory type people that are like, you know, I need to know everything. They're going to give them enough to satisfy uh, them. The general population, 60% of the people don't care. Right. Because they don't believe in it. Yeah, because it doesn't impact their life. Right. So it's it, if it doesn't impact their life, their stomach, or their wallet, they don't care. The only thing that will really lead to all of the answers coming out, and even even then, it, I question whether or not all the answers come out. But the only thing that will ever lead to that is contact. Right. Like you know, full out. You know. That's why I said if disclosure is going to happen, it's not going to be on our terms. No. To, to get to. But I don't necessarily think it is on our terms right now, anyways. To to yeah, I know. I hate to be cl- <laughs> cliche. Don't the sheep. I hate to be cliche about it, but it's going to be, you know, the the UFO landing on the White House lawn situation. Like, that's going to be, you know. Who says it hasn't already? But something of that, yeah, but I'm talking about, you know, that the whole world sees and and realizes what's going on. You know, I mean, I I didn't want to say, you know, Independence Day. I didn't want to go down that route because I know that that would scare you, but. Trump is is nominated for all those Nobel Peace Prizes for, you know, peace in the Middle East type thing. How do we know he's not been contacted by aliens? How do we know he's not? Uh, We don't. I'm just saying, he ain't orange for no reason. I, this doesn't sound, as crazy as it sounds to people that are listening to this, it doesn't sound that far out there with some of the other stuff people call into the station and talk about during the day. So, you know, no, it's... I'm just, you know, just... the There is an alien group called the Orange. I mean, I don't know anything about them, and I definitely don't want to be visited tonight. I mean, so he... please, for the love of God, like, I know you can hear me, but leave me alone. He's kind of shaped like a taller version of E.T. Either way... I mean, if okay, let's 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 dive deep into like the national treasure. I know it's a movie, but the second one, where like there's the secret book that all the presidents have. So what if there's alien stuff in there? There's there's so much stuff that goes on. Like I've always said, if I could dive in deep anywhere and be left alone long enough with a translator, I want to go to the Vatican Library. But the secret one. Well, you know they don't let anybody into. Like, I don't. I don't I think, think the world secrets are somewhere. They have to be it, for each generation. My middle name is Luke, <laughs> and named after a, a priest that was the Vatican archivist. My right. father knew, and I remember growing up as a kid and him telling me that the archives in there go back so deep and cover so much stuff that he said it would boggle your mind. The, the stuff that they've got collected. And life and religion, as we know it, would be destroyed. It, it, well, your and, modern view of it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that is the biggest reason for so much of the secrecy. People Correct. people look at it and say, oh, it's a, it's a governmental conspiracy, <laughs> you know, to keep people in the dark about things. It's not no. governmental at all uh, because it, the government, you know, for the most part... Like, they can say, okay, there's, there's, you know, there's secrets that we don't want to have out there. But think about this. So they don't want us to know, and I'm just using, uh, we can fight about what it is that they know and what they know and why they know and all that. But let's just say that part of the reason why, one of the, one of the reasons why people say that things are kept quiet is because the government doesn't want us to know that there are extraterrestrial beings that have technologies that we can't fight. Because mm-hmm. it would put people into a panic, and it would cause hysteria. The fact and that they're here is n- technology that we can't fight. You can't, right. I mean, uh, we can't take the fight to them. So but that's that's. The, but that's <laughs> one of the things that people say that the the government is concerned about. I would actually argue that that would be the thing that would be the government's out <clears throat> for this to say like, 
you know, they are here and we don't have like, wouldn't you think that that would, what do we always say that the government takes more money for than anything else and just keeps looking for more and more defense spending. (laughs) They love to spend money on defense spending. Wouldn't tell you still their raises. And if you tell people that there are aliens (laughs) that have things that we can't fight, then that's like writing your own check for whatever budgetary spending you want to have for defense for the rest of time. You know, so like they would, it would have value to them to actually say and acknowledge that there are UFOs out there that have technology we can't fight. I'm going to counter that and say that it has been recorded plenty that aliens have provided us with technology that is not of this earth. I don't believe so that. So I can't remember the, the scientist's name. Um, I'm going to have to look it up. I talked about like in depth with this um with Andy Lake about this once. There's an entire story about it, but like we have technology technically or we're we're privy to things that come from alien life forms that we didn't have before. No, I so, I can't go down that path. I think that that is shortchanging the people, the actual human beings that made those advances. Are you talking so? Colonel I don't Corso? remember his name. I'd have to look it up. The day after Roswell was the name of his book, I believe. Well, I mean, but it doesn't. It doesn't even have no. to be that. Like people have it going all the way back to ancient times, you know. Yeah, you know, ancient, ancient aliens, aliens, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But people have it going back all the way to that. That we have had, you know, advances in society. These these monumental leaps that we've made at a time that we shouldn't have been able to make them. How did the people of this era, you know, develop something like this? How they build pyramids, and, and how they do this, how they do that, and it comes up all the time. And and the answer that people put on that is aliens. And, and I think the problem with that is it's taking away the – it's fun to speculate about. It's, you know, it's fun to talk about it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people talk about it as absolutes because when you talk about it as absolutes, you're taking away from the people that actually did do it, mm-hmm. and it's marginalizing them. And it's marginalizing not only – I mean, I don't want to get into, especially I know how it will – It's a whole nother show. I, I know how – taking away from those people either that's not what i'm saying but the specific story i'm i'm looking at i'm gonna have to go home and open a book and look at it it's in brad Meltzer's book of like the 10 weirdest things in history type of thing and it's an entire story about this scientist who claims that he got this information from alien life um could it be a possibility that some of the things that we've advanced on came from aliens absolutely we can't rule it out but saying that the aliens built the great pyramids Oh, I you're don't talking know. like scientists that channeled uh, information from beyond. I don't There's, think channeled it. I think was visited and given. Yeah, there are several that have. Claimed I mean, that, so. right. If but you're, this, if this you're is a, written about in a book by Brad Meltzer, who is very okay. well known. If so. you're a person, yeah. There's, but there's issues with him as well. <laughs> if you're a person who wants to say that you were inspired by aliens to do something Mm -hmm. or told or even given the how-to from aliens to do something, I have no problem with that. I mean, I'm not going to believe it necessarily, but I have no problem with that Mm -hmm. because you're still the person getting the credit for it. And it's a matter of, I mean, to me, it doesn't sound any crazier than when somebody says, God told me to do this. Oh, you know, I I can bring up things like uh, out of place artifacts. There are obvious objects (laughs) They come from strata that we know, no if, no and, no but, right. are from this time period when, you know, the average quote-unquote human 
was still swinging in trees and, you know, mm-hmm. dragging its knuckles on the ground type of thing. Some of us still are. I wish my knuckles could reach the ground. <laughs> but, but my point yeah, being so is, that, you know, I these are definitely techni- technology that is built and metallurgy that, you know, existed thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years before modern man. Well, yeah, so like you can the, watch the progression of, of, you know, even certain metals being introduced into certain civilizations. Right. And then you have stuff like what you're talking about that existed long before. Yeah, something now, 99% pure. That could be explained Aluminum, 250,000 years old, found in a, you know, cold bed. Right, but yeah. could that be, we cycle. We cycle through right. these civilizations. Well, that's, we cycle there's been plenty of that's the other part of it is yeah. there's 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 a school of thought and and, and, a, and a, a school of research that every discovery that we've had in all recorded history has just been a rediscovery of whatever Correct. was before us, <laughs> yeah. which is a fascinating thought too. It, um, I mean, it is. I I look at it from a, a perspective of, um, you know, we don't have it, it's it, again. It's another one of those things that's fun to talk about and speculate on, mm-hmm. but there's just not enough to kind of prove it and, and push me in that direction. Uh, there's, and we're going to take a call here. So caller, don't hang up. This caller has actually called in a few times and hung up. So, um, the, you know, again, we can certainly talk about it if it's coming from the perspective of, is it possible? Is it this? Is it that? My problem is with the people, and I'm not saying that it's you guys, but with the people that come out and say, no, it was definitely this. But because you prove that. And there's <clears throat> a lot of times now there's an, Correct. there's an, point. but there's an ulterior motive behind it that's being discovered more and more. So it's not so much that they want to give the aliens credit. It's that they want to take away the credit from who actually did it. So that's just one thing to but keep in mind so when we're talking about for this. for somebody to do. Like, if, if Moniz came in tomorrow and was like, I discovered this, and I could very well make the argument that maybe an alien did it, especially because it's Moniz, but I would never take away from him because I have no proof, you know, either way. That would just be silly for somebody to do, but and I think are, that's bizarre. But there are people <laughs> that are pushing that idea. But it's still bizarre. It's, it, it, <coughs> well, I'll well, talk. People try and steal other people's thunder all the time. In everyday yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about that stuff off the air. I don't want to okay. bog down on it tonight because it's a conversation for a different time. Let's take this call, though. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Hey, Tim. It's Mark. How are you doing? Good, Mark. How are you? Sorry uh, sorry, I haven't been getting over to the phones in time for you. No, no. I was working tonight, and alarms are coming in, so I had to keep that's, hanging up. And that's what I figured. do my work. Um, so for prediction, I think you guys hit the nail on the head with all the UFO stuff. And I think... Because everyone's so sick of being home with COVID, they're going to start going outside more. I'm already seeing more and more people parked at trailheads. And with all the unusual warm weather, 40s and 50s, this winter, I think people are going to be outside more, which means people are going to see UFOs more. People are going to see cryptos more. At least that's what I'm thinking. Right. No, that's that's certainly been the case since this whole, you know, since the pandemic started. People are reporting, and it's not just things that they're going outside and seeing. It's things in their own house mm-hmm. that they're reporting. They're, the, the, the paranormal reports are up across the board because of it, because they... Because and, people are actually home. N- and not only are they home, or not only are they going out and doing things in nature, because it's one of the few things that are safe to do, uh, but also you're getting new people that have never done this stuff before, so, you know, not like it's not like the regular people that would love to go out and look for Bigfoot but never have time to are now going out there in the woods. It's people that are just say, sitting around saying, hey, let's just go take a walk in the woods because it's one of the few things we can do. And then they're coming back with, 
oh my god, I think I encountered something that I never even thought was possible. So we're exactly that, we're, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we're re it's not only more reports; it's that we're we're reaching more people with paranormal ideas than ever before. Now, the downside yeah, to that, Mark, is that when you want to go out to those places, there's more people there than have ever been there before. That, and there's a lot of people that don't have experience in the woods that are suddenly going to the woods. So everything they think is a thunderbird just because it's a hawk or right. a big bird they're not used to. Well, not big bird, but, you know, a big bird. So that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, that is the that's the downside of part of this is well maybe not a downside but certainly going to be one of the struggles of this is that it's going to take people like us that have some knowledge base in this to be able to help those people that have these experiences that want to find out what it was that they encountered. And right. the good thing about it is they're not people coming into it with preconceived notions of the paranormal. So they're not getting mad when they show you a photo and say Oh my God! What is this? And you're like, ah, that looks like it's just a bug flying too close to the flash, you know? Exactly. And, and that's what that's what I like. It's not because people that want to see paranormal, they go out and suddenly everything is paranormal, you know. But and, people that just go out for a hike and then they see something strange, that's that's who I give a lot more credibility to. Yep. And 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 God forbid, you know, the 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 people that are putting this stuff out there and, and trying to get a real answer for it and don't understand this and don't know anything about it, you know, God forbid they put it out there and the people that are answering them are the I see a face in every orb crowd. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that's that's the or thing the we have to be careful. Just shut them down and say you're crazy. Right. That's, that's the beauty of being around the paranormal folk. You can, We can talk to each other and no one thinks you're crazy, but you start bringing up, oh yeah, I saw 14 ghosts the first time I went out. Now you're not, and they just dismiss you. That's true. I mean, and it, there's know. there's a level of tolerance for just how much crazy we're willing to listen to. <laughs> exactly. That's why we have a show. And I have another prediction. Almost a guarantee there will be continued snack snack talk on uh, spooky self cook. Yeah, that is definitely uh, that's that that falls in the duh category, yes. Mark. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I'm going out on the limb on that one. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not not all at right, all. Well, have a good New Year, guys. I just wanted to say all hi. Right. Take care. Happy hey, New Mark. Year. And care, that yeah, that will definitely be. Now, if if somebody wanted to make the prediction, like in 2021, there will be a, a spinoff mm -hmm. podcast called Spooky Snack Coast, where you just talk about snacks. I feel like there should have been a long time ago. I mean, if we had the time, we definitely would have. Right? Uh, could you imagine that? Like, just I feel like, like it should have just been a segment. Just like a, a 15, 20 minute, you know, once a month podcast. Maybe we will do it. It's pretty easy to do. I mean, we should have just replaced the week and weird with Snack Coast. We could we could do it like before or after the existing show, just once a month. Or hey guys, we're here in the studio. What are you eating? This is what I'm eating. What's your favorite snack this week? I mean, I don't what think it, I don't think it would be great over the air, but it would certainly Swedish be good in fish. the podcast mm -hmm. format. Uh, no, not, no, <laughs> not Swedish fish anymore. Now it's the damn rocking chair mix. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Huh? Well, Sheena gets some of the blame for it, too, because she left it in my room. So, Well, yeah, because she gets it for us. So right. She's like, I can't not get it for you. Right. So, so now she now just... Now that you brought it up, what's in it? I don't even know what it it's, actually is. So it's graham cracker cereal, like, you know, golden grams, yeah, okay. pretzels. And almonds. And almonds. But it's dipped in this, like, candy coating that's kind of like white chocolate, but isn't. It's like, not white chocolate. It's like confectionate sugar. 
Yeah, but it has like that chocolatey. Like it has that well, white, white chocolate. chocolate. It is made from no, made with confectionery. But there's, chocolate. But there's no, no chocolate, chocolate at all. Yeah, there's yeah. no chocolate in this. But it has like that consistency <laughs> of if it was dipped in white chocolate. Okay, gotcha. But it's 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 really really good. And it, it, it comes in a can, and I know Stephanie, you bought the five pound bag before, right? I have bought the five pound bag. Okay. And uh, I thought about that. <laughs> I'll did be you honest. Really? I did think about getting a five pound bag. It comes in a giant black bag. And uh, well, then the other option is you can say get hefties on it. <laughs> you can get eleven cans yeah. delivered. But I felt like once I did the math of the ounces and the dollars, that the five pound bag was definitely a better buy. There's no, there's no can production involved. I posted about the rocking chair mix so often that the company has like shared my stuff. Oh, we're working on getting a a sponsorship for Midnight Society. Yeah, hilarious. So, because (laughs) so I talk about it quite a bit Mm -hmm. on the air uh, too, and so uh, for Christmas, some of the listeners (laughs) sent me a can. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know judiciously only have a few here and there but it's it's very addictive when i got it i uh, i opened it up and i actually let the couple people that were here when i got it try some of it yep and they're all like i hate you now yep i hate you because it's all i can think about see i can't have too much of it at a time because no. then i get sick of it yeah. so i have to have like little bits i don't eat any of the almonds so i'll just start saving the almonds for you if you like them yeah i don't mind the almonds but it's like two or three yep like two or three pieces pop it in your mouth that's good you're good for a couple days yep but it's so good. I say that, but that's exercising a huge amount of self-control. Because you would theoretically, you would sit down and eat the whole bag, the whole can, with no problem if you thought if you if you didn't think about the fact that a you know if you eat it that fast you won't have any more, and b the um, that's my I wasn't paying attention. That's just much my fault. And then b you realize, like, that's going to be a lot of sugar and calories if I eat that whole can. Yeah, type 2 diabetic, not a good thing. Yeah, but you, you no, would... No, can't do that. It doesn't stop the desire to want to do okay. it. You just have to be judicious so listen, about it. I have a whole can of it, unopened, sitting on my nightstand, that has been there since November. That is remarkable self-control. At the same time, yes, because I have no appetite, too. So it's just been sitting there staring at me. It's uh, And you also have a kid. I do. She, she doesn't like candy. <laughs> oh, so. you got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. My son care. hates candy. He never liked candy. She likes his whole like life. lollipops and like. That was the only thing Adam would Swedish fish and um, she calls uh, gummy bears blueberries. Um, so she'll eat that stuff, but she doesn't eat like chocolate or anything. Yeah. Okay. The um, the the. <laughs> it's so good. I I I would actually eat the silicate gel package, in the in the package just because. It's in there with the other stuff. Really? You know, the package that says do not yeah, eat yeah. directly yeah. on it. we need to watch you. But, yeah, so there's our snack talk uh, for the week. The, um, the idea is... You can't go back now that you talked about rocking chair mix. No, I mean, I, I could. It's not going to be the same. But the idea with, you know, looking at the way that things need to change in 2021 is that... I don't want to say that there were less problems in 2020 in the paranormal world. Because nobody was out. But right. I, I do feel like, yeah, you're right. That's that's part of it. There were actually less problems mm-hmm. because there was less stuff going on. People so, still found ways. It will, and, and they, of course, and they always will. But so I'm looking mm-hmm. at it now as I'm trying to like express this in a, in a, in a, in a way that isn't overly negative. 
will we just kind of fall right back into those old habits or has there been enough time now that we can look back and say it's almost like we're starting over to some degree no i think the people that hold those types of grudges aren't going to just let things go they're going to be right back at it. I'm, as not, soon I'm, as I'm, I'm not talking about grudges Creatures of habit are creatures of habit. They are. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, grudges in, in the way that you're taking it, but in the, the way that people handle things. They don't handle things well. So, like, if there was any type of, like, issue before, these are the type of people that enjoy drama or enjoy causing issues or they're just known for that sort of thing, they sat back going crazy all year. They're going to do it anyways. Those, those people are programmed to well, do those things. the good thing about that is... When they didn't have that stuff to fall back on, mm -hmm. they had politics. Correct. Because people would say to me, like, why didn't you get into more, you know, I would fight anybody that came into my political threads, yeah. but I didn't, like, go out there and, because well, I'm not, why would you? I'm, and who does that? Mm -hmm. But people are like, oh, you know, uh, how come you, you know, you're so quiet, but you don't comment when this person says something? Well, because I can tell that the people who were trying to stir the crap with the political stuff were the people that would normally be stirring crap with the paranormal stuff, right. but just didn't have any paranormal stuff to say this year. See, I just don't post about it. So I knew it would kind of revert back to what it was supposed to be the other way around. Bless you. Thank you. And so, we, you know, we are going to get back into some of that. But just kind of looking at things on more of a, a micro level, okay, we've been doing events for you know, a decade now. Longer, yeah. And every time I go out to the dollar store and get stuff for the, for the events, I always get a couple of bottles of hand sanitizer and put them out on the table. <laughs> Nobody ever uses them. <coughs> like people, like they, still don't. They, they go unopened sitting there. So now I look at it and I say, well, maybe now people will actually use it. No. Well, uh, listen, I've, I've, I was thinking about it myself. You know, it's a little bit hard now to get it, in the stores necessarily, but it's, it's starting to show back up in the dollar store. Uh, if we have an event where there's 35, 45, 50 people, I might just spend $50 and buy everybody their own bottle of hand sanitizer Don't. going forward. No. Let me know. Uh, my company makes it. But so you know what I'm saying. I like can it, get you a case of it. You said that already, and you didn't show up with any. It might be worth that investment. You also haven't been here. So it's okay. You but, didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Let's take us out of the situation then and your connection out of the situation. Talk about somebody else running an event. Okay. It, it's probably worth it to them to spend the 50 bucks to buy everybody a bottle of hand sanitizer. You know, because when you think about it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on these public investigation events things that are pretty gross that now have to be rethought. I was kind of aware of them to begin with, you know, working for many years in food service and realizing how gross people can be. And I'm not saying that, our, you know, the people who attended our events are gross people, but I'm just saying that I know human nature and kind of what can happen. So we serve pizza at our events uh -huh. and everybody just went up to the nope. pizza box and broke off the piece that they wanted and nope. left the other pieces that they touched. In the box. Like, that's not going to happen anymore. Why do you think I always went and took a box to myself? And so that way I could avoid that. So, I mean, fine. Like, I don't, I'm like, I'm not overly concerned about that. Like, I went to a restaurant um, on one of my trips. And I remember looking for something as simple as the ketchup bottle, right? Normally, like, you have the little setup, like salt, pepper, you know, yeah. condiment section. Napkin, salt. And I was like, oh, like... Where's the ketchup? So we had to ask for the ketchup, and they brought over, like, the little setup. 
And I thought to myself, how many times have people gone to eat french fries after putting ketchup on their plate and not realizing how many other people touched that bottle prior to them? And that was normal. So I think things like that need to continue. I think people need to continue using hand sanitizer and being cleaner. Well, I mean, not to not to take it down that road, but one thing that I always wondered about when I worked in food service was that I would, you know, I'd have to wash dishes. We had yes. the dishwasher in the back, and we had to make sure—excuse me—we had to make sure that the temperature reached, you know, the right temperature. We had to make sure which was around 160 to 180 degrees, mm-hmm. depending on the chemicals that we're using. We had to make sure that the chemicals were running to sanitize. Uh, and we also had to make sure that, you know, we pre-cleaned everything as best we could. And so then that, rinse. So that you didn't get the food particles into that process mm-hmm. as it was trying to go through all that. So I would go through the process of cleaning them, and these, these plates would come out of the dishwasher perfectly clean. Mm-hmm. But then... I would take them with my hands and stack them up and put right. them in the stack. And then the server would come and take them and use them to set the table and, and all that kind of stuff. And everybody was touching it after it had been sanitized. So it's no longer, we took away whatever germs the person that ate the meal had, but we put a whole bunch of other ones on top of it. And the, the process of wearing gloves in food service isn't, isn't good enough. Right. You know, there's the, the requirements that they require you to wear them for doesn't cover everything that it should. And even then, people don't replace them enough. So I worked in a place where, you know, the owner would say, you better make that one pair of gloves last as long as you can because I'm not buying five cases of gloves every week. So you would put on a pair and you would wear that pair for an hour. You're not changing them from one right. meal to the other or one process to the other or anything like that. So, you know, there's there's a lot of issues like that that have to be brought into play. But absolutely, going forward, like if we're serving pizza at an event, one of us is putting on a pair of gloves and breaking up that pizza yep. before anybody goes over there and takes a slice. Which I think is fair. I'm not saying we got to stand there and break it for everybody every time, but, you know, we're going to make sure that they're all separated first. And, uh, and, and I think that we can work, you know, I mean, when we put in these pizza mm-hmm. orders, we're putting in a pretty sizable order. Mm-hmm. When you're calling up a pizza place and giving them a $200 order, you should be able to make a few requests like, can you only put a half a pizza in each box so that we have some room to kind of separate all the slices out? A whole pizza you, know? you can separate easily. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if, you know, if we wanted yeah. to get extreme with how much we were taking care of it, uh, one thing I would probably stop doing is... Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll continue to mix the salads because, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I much prefer buying the salads and mixing them than mm-hmm. call, getting it from the pizza place. Uh, a, it saves us a lot of money, and B, there's so many people that are like, can't have this, can't have that, can't right. have this. So it's easier to yeah. kind of control the thing. So I will certainly do that. One thing I will stop doing is, you know, when the salad gets low on tomatoes, I'm not just going to go get the other package of tomatoes and dump it in the salad. Like, we're going to be carrying a colander with us, and we're going to be rinsing everything off before we put it into the salad. You never rinsed it before? No. You so, you've seen me do it. I just take the tomatoes. I just assumed it was clean. Like, well, when I get there, I do. <coughs> like when I get there, I take everything and I run it through because yeah. the, the 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 tomato things are made to do that in the right. package. So I would like take those and like shake them off mm-hmm. and and do that. But like now, I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't know who touched the package on the outside. Okay, I thought you meant like you never washed the 
vegetables before. I'm like, no, you hey, have to wash them or else they taste gross. <clears throat> but I would just, it would be enough for me to pop open the package in a way. Yeah. and shake it off. Now it's going to be in a sanitized colander yeah. that I know that I brought. Um, because I've, that's the other thing that I've realized is like people do a lot of picking stuff up and putting it back in the store, especially yeah. produce. Gross. Like the world is gross. And we need some germs. We just don't need COVID germs. Well, and I don't need the germs that people bring with them into the store. Right. There's enough germs around that I'll get them. I don't need those. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll, there, there'll be a lot more of that kind of stuff involved. But even, excuse me, even like we pass out equipment. Right. Like all that equipment's going to be wiped down before anybody touches it. Yeah. And it's going to be wiped down before I put it away. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no more of this because there's... <laughs> It's getting it's, grosser and grosser. It's really going to wreak havoc with our Estes Method sessions. Everybody's going to have to be bringing their own oh, noise-canceling headphones. I will never forget sitting at um, the Dunlora with John Tenney. And he wanted to try the Estes in a different manner than what Scott and I do. And he didn't have a blindfold. So he looked at me and he was like, can I borrow your blindfold? And it was literally like my blindfold like it was my like old sleep mask and I looked at him and I looked at it and I looked at him just hesitating he goes I don't have germs hand it over and like he went to go put it on I was just like reluctantly handing it to him and like he looked at me from underneath it gave me that tenny look and then put it on I was like oh like and, and then told you after he put it on <laughs> that he just got over conjunctivitis no he didn't mess with me but he I think he knew at that moment like what a germaphobe I am because it's touching my eyes like I'm not saying somebody's dirty I'm just saying that like that's not the type of thing you share it's like taking a sip of somebody else's drink. You just don't do that. Yeah, there's there's going to be some some changes in how we do that for sure. Uh, one of the good things about it, though, is uh, one of the things that I've realized is you can use a mask mm-hmm. to cover your eyes. Yes. So everybody that comes to our events is going to have to wear a mask, you know, for as long as mask orders are, are under. Uh, and certainly people will be able to wear them. I'm <laughs> never going to fault anybody if they want to wear one anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you come to the event and you have a mask, bring a second one. Right. Put it over your eyes. And then you don't have to wear the community bandana, which won't be happening anymore. Right. By the way, those bandanas, just so everybody knows, uh, I had a tendency at first, I would, because I, I always bought them new before every event. Right. And I had a tendency to uh, wash them afterwards and then intend to bring them to the next one and then never bring them. And I would just go out and buy new ones anyway. So from now on, if I do have to bring some community bandanas there, I'm just going to, you can just take them at the end of the night. Like, not going to be taking them back and washing them. Costs are doing business. And it, it will drive up the cost of putting on these events a little more at a time when you're not going to be able to turn around and reflect that in the ticket. Well, I, I don't think including it for safety reasons is uh, something anybody can really argue. Yeah, you're, the cost of going is you're buying your safety equipment to go with this yeah i mean there, there's there's probably a lot of things we should have been keeping an eye on that we didn't uh there's probably and and i know we will i worry about some of the other people that put on events and whether or not they will i worry about the convention atmosphere not so much the big ones. The big ones that are, as they, the big ones come back, the big ones are going to put a lot of these things into place. Yep. But I worry about the smaller ones. You know, the paranormal group that rents out an Elks Lodge yep. and says, we're going to put on an event. You know, are they going to do all that they can to keep people safe? And 
you can argue all you want, and I know people out there, especially in the paranormal world, are going to come back at me with, you know, herd immunity, don't wear masks, all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff, and I don't want to hear it. But that doesn't mean that everybody that goes to an event is going to feel that same way. Right. And they shouldn't have to because you do. So it's going to change things. It's going to change things within paranormal teams. I mean, think about how many teams are going to have that fight, that mm -hmm. argument, because one of their members is going to want to show up wearing a mask, and then the rest of them are all going to crap on them for it, or vice versa. Or I mean, that happens in everyday life. Right. Heck, I, I talked to um, somebody I know today. I was at a, a business that I frequent, and the girl there was telling me how she had an issue with two people in the same space, and one was just berating the other one for not having a mask on. We're dealing with that everywhere. The, the other part of it, too, is think about the groups that go into somebody else's home. You know, like, God for so you don't believe in wearing masks, but what if the person who called you in for a case does? Right. Are you going to go in there and start lecturing them about your personal freedoms? You just have to respect people where they're at and don't force your beliefs down somebody else's throat. But we're not there yet. Right. Well, we you, be, but you would think that something as simple as this would not cause such a problem. That, you know, okay, fine. I don't choose, you know, I'm not saying me because I, yeah. I wear a mask. But you could say I choose not to wear a mask uh, because I think that it infringes upon my liberties. Well, you know, whatever it is that you want to say, fine. But you can't then go into a business and say mm -hmm. that you should be able to exercise those freedoms. Because... The business can dictate what it is that you wear. It's, it's, I, I don't understand why people fight this. Because they can. These are the when they same. say, why do I have to wear a mask when I go into Cumberland Farms? The same reason why you have to wear a shirt and right. shoes. Because right now it's a sanitary issue. And also why you can't smoke in a place anymore. Right. Right. Well, it's, I mean, they started the same argument. If you want to walk down the street doing what you want, that's fine. But going into establishments that are owned by other people, you have right. to respect their rules. You know, the, the mask, no mask thing is going to be an issue for a long time. And I can see both sides of it. Not necessarily the constitutional part of it, but the scientific part of it. Um, I, I caught COVID twice and I had a mask on and I Cloroxed everything. Yeah, but that's fine. But you didn't get it from wearing a mask. No, and I'm not saying that you get it from wearing a mask. I'm saying that if you have a mask on, the probability of you getting it is still there. But so, it, but did it hurt you to wear the mask? No, and that's my point. And that's yeah. that's that's like, where I have the problem with people. Scientifically, maybe it'll keep out some other germs. Like I remember being in CVS. I think it was my birthday <coughs> because my birthday was around Easter this past year. I think I remember. Um, I remember thinking like it's my birthday. I can't really go anywhere. CVS is open. I'm going to go get Easter candy. That's what I'm going to do. And I remember Here we standing, go with snacks again. Of course. <laughs> I think I got Reese's because I think they're still in my draw because I didn't eat all of them. But I remember walking in and there was not a mask rule at the time. Now, I'm a germaphobe anyways. You know that. You've been with me plenty of places. Like, I'm a freak about this stuff. If anybody even coughs anywhere near me, I'm grossed out anyways. So I remember walking and thinking to myself... This makes no sense because they tell you to social distance, but then I'm like, somebody just walked past me and now I'm walking in the wake of where they were just breathing. And I remember thinking to myself, like, something has to be done about that because this doesn't make sense. And probably maybe two weeks later, they were finally like mask rule for everyone. I'm like, this is what we should have been doing all along. 
but then obviously they don't work how they should. So I didn't wear one at first <laughs> just because I didn't have one to wear. Right. And it was prior to it being a mandate when I walked into Walmart and some guy coughed on me. Ew. And, uh, and I was like, that's just rude. Right. Like, I don't... With like, or without Yeah, masks. COVID or not, <laughs> that's rude. Yeah. And and I realized, like, p- people just don't care. No. So, and, and, and by the way, and I, I don't want to go down this path too, too much in the last six minutes that we have, but by the way, stop saying <laughs> that... Um, if I choose to wear a mask, that it is the that it is the slippery slope, that it is how they start to control you, that uh, it is how they start to, to 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 run, take away my freedoms. There's a big difference between me wearing a mask because I think that it's the right thing to do, and because yeah, there's a mandate to do it, and me all of a sudden saying, uh, okay, government, take away my right to vote. Or take away my right to bear arms, or take away my right to say what I want to say. Like I'm smart enough to see the difference between what being asked to wear a mask is, and then what will be too far beyond that. Stop acting like people aren't smart enough to make that decision. I mean, some people truly may not be, and that's fine. But I think it's just a simple ask, and I think that you know, just follow the the rules wherever you go. It's not the it's first not time hard. we've been mandated to wear masks. It happened in, in most in people's the lifetimes. Yes, but, right. So, like, right. And if they don't read history books, then they right. don't know. And like, if you look at pictures of uh, the Spanish flu, did that's what I'm saying. They were mandated. women had the handkerchiefs well, you know, on their faces. To be right. fair, to be fair though, that <laughs> pandemic they went through the same thing, right. right? Where people refused to wear masks, and then where yes. sometimes they mandated them, sometimes they didn't. Right. Then they took away the mandate, and it got worse. And then like it's it, like herding cats. Yeah, but the the other part of it is um, that yeah, okay, there are some people that will kind of fall for anything, but they're going to fall for everything anyway. Right. Like, the, the, the point is, think about how long we've mocked other cultures for wearing masks. Yeah. Like, I went through the Toronto airport in January before this was really on anybody's radar, and I noticed, like, you know, not, I'm, I don't mean this in a racist way, all the Asian people were wearing mm-hmm. masks. And I don't mean people that were just Asian. I mean people that were coming from traveling to Asia. Yes. They were mm-hmm. all wearing masks. And it was because that's the norm for them there. And when they're in a public place like that, that's the norm for them. And you know what? I might live the rest of my life feeling like that is going to be the norm for me when I go into, Mm -hmm. you know, places like that. Now, every time I go into Walmart, will I wear a mask? During flu season. Probably not. That's the other thing, too. I'm hearing a lot of that garbage now where people are saying, well, uh, it just goes to show you how much of this is all a scam because, you know, uh, they're saying this has been the, the, the least, you know, the, you know, to, to put it in the right terms, you know, the the best flu season ever because the least amount of people have been infected. So, yeah. you know, the, the least amount of people are infected. This is all just them skewing numbers. No, how about the? it's because people are wearing masks were and sanitizing numbers, themselves. Were some numbers skewed? Absolutely. It was proven. However, it's not the case for everything. And the flu might be down because if you look at the masks that people are using, the particles of the flu may be bigger than what can fit through the mask. However, COVID particles are smaller. Listen, I will, Science. I will honestly... If you want... How about, how about a little uh, actual science from an actual scientist get, here? Get, <laughs> limited time. You okay. know you're a scientist. Okay. Carry on. 15 years on the show. Scientist. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um... The particles you're talking about, yeah, 
what people are wearing for masks now is the equivalent of trying to use a chain link fence to stop a mosquito. Correct. Uh, it, it's not the appropriate mask. I know what masks we need. I've been fitting people for them but for 30 years enough, in labs for doing this Fair enough, just because they stuff. don't have the appropriate masks. No, but, but the problem isn't the masks. The problem is that people don't know how to use them properly or the proper etiquette with I them. I think both the, are a problem. Yeah, well, <clears throat> well, call them A and call me because... Right. Putting how many times you see people putting the mask on and they're touching their face and moving the mask around and then putting mm -hmm. their hands under it's like all, all you're, that you're, is, that's you're defeating the whole purpose of the mask. All that in the aside, because we have a, a, just about a minute left here, but maybe all those numbers are down for the flu and everything too because people are washing their freaking hands. And you well, know the real reason why the numbers are down is because everybody's but, still stuck at home and not really interacting. You have less interaction, you have less. That's true too, but I'm just saying like maybe some of these it's things that we're doing there. that we're getting yeah. into the habit of doing that we should have been doing are it's going to kindergarten are going to help us in the long yeah. run is what is all that I'm saying. I hope so. Like to eradicate the flu would be amazing. The fact that I am but, now consciously aware of how many people go into a men's room and don't wash their hands ugh. after they pee like ugh. that just tells you that that's been a problem all along. Anyway, we kind of got off topic a yeah. little bit here, but that's all right. We'll I'm sure we'll continue this <laughs> argument afterwards. We should start a Patreon account for, <laughs> you know, just hearing us yeah, continue hours. the fight after the show. Uh, but uh, we will uh, be back next week. Uh, coming up in a few weeks, we might have to be off uh, because I think I have to, uh, have to travel um, uh, internationally, which I don't know. We'll figure all that stuff out Monday if it's even possible right. uh, for that to happen. You but, can't um, get stuck there. Um, if they put me up in the same hotel they did last time, I wouldn't mind. I'll miss you. You can't. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we'll we'll let you know about all that. Um, just there there might be a, a, a television project, you know, that I did before in 2020 that is uh, doing another season. But I can't say any more than that right now. But anyway, so there might not be a show that week. Uh, but then we'll be back, you know, after that. And, of course, we'll be back next week, too. But uh, we'll be celebrating our 15th anniversary coming up uh, next month as well. So that'll do it for this week. Until next week, stay spooktacular.